Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Journey with Janice podcast. I'm so excited for this episode because I'm always excited to record and share about the goodness of God, to talk about his word, to talk about his love and his faithfulness and what he is doing in this season of not only my life, but in the church, in the world around us. And so I'm just so thankful that you took time out of your day to tune in. Pray that I pray that you are finding him in this season of life, that you are drawing near to him in this season, because we know that the word promises that when we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And I'm finding myself in a season right now of the Lord just pulling me right back into the secret place. And that is honestly the best place that we can be when we are in that place where it's just intimacy with him one-on-one. And I remember a few years back, the Lord telling me, do not abandon the secret place because I was in a season for a few years where it was just me and him. And I would sit at my table for hours studying the word and just being in his presence, putting worship music on in my home. And then he called me out to do public ministry for the last several years. And so he had given me that loving warning to not abandon the secret place, but it looked different during that time. I had to make space for it and fit it into my life when it wasn't as easy because I had a schedule that was a lot busier. And this season of my life, God has just really me back into that place. I was watching Better Together. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that or not, but it is amazing. It's on YouTube. You can find it on there. And it is a women's talk show. I love it. I love that talk show so much. And they have different people on all the time. Lisa Harper, Lisa Turkers, Christine Kane, Nona Jones, like all my favorites are on there and they rotate out. And so I was listening uh, or watching a few episodes a few days ago, one of the ladies was talking about how she had been going 100 miles an hour in ministry and how the Lord reeled her in and pulled her back to the secret place. And I was like, Lord, I feel like that is the season of life I'm in. I've heard so many people sharing similar things that like this is a season for us to really be intentional with our time with the Lord, with carving out that time in our schedule to set aside to be intentional. And that's so important because we know the Bible says pray without ceasing, that we're in constant communication with the Father throughout the day, that we're being led by the Spirit of God throughout the day, that we're talking to Jesus all the time throughout the day, but that we have that time where we put aside the distractions, where we shut out the noise, where we say, God, it's just you and me, and we bring our request to Him. I love that the book of Hebrews says that we can come boldly before His throne room. And so we have that access as born-again believers because of what Jesus did on the cross. He tore that veil in two when he breathed his last breath and he gave us access to that place of intimacy, the Holy of Holies, that used to be barricaded to anyone except the high priest. And now we have access to that place. And that's something I never want to take for granted. And, And so I'm so thankful that we can do that. We can come boldly before his throne and we can bring our requests, our petitions, our supplications, before him, but it's so important 
to remember that God has things he wants to speak to our heart too. And I found myself so many times with a journal. I just do that as an act of faith that God, I know and believe that you are going to speak to me. And so I have journals where I'll just sit and and just write what I feel like he's speaking to my heart. And I love knowing that the creator of the universe, the one that breathed every star into existence, he knows every one of them by name, that he knows me intimately and that he desires intimacy with me, that he takes great delight in me. <laughs> There's like, what, 8 billion people in the world and throughout the course of history, who knows how many people there there have been and that God takes delight in me, that he notices me, that he's intimately acquainted with me, that he delights in every detail of my life, that he orders my steps, that he orchestrates everything in my life for his glory and my good. And it's like, it's overwhelming if you think about it, but that we can be in that place of intimacy with him. And so that is the season of life that I'm finding a lot of people are being pulled into. And I know that the world is getting crazier and darker and a lot of people are just predicting another pandemic and all the crazy things that are happening in the world but we have to be people who are so hidden in Christ that we're not moved by those things because we know the Bible says be anxious for nothing be anxious for nothing do not worry about tomorrow it tells us those things because our natural propensity is to worry is to fear is to be ridden with anxiety And so we as God's people can live free of those things. And it's a beautiful thing. And as I've just been reflecting with the Lord the last few days over my life, over the past few years, I've been like, God, how have I been able to stay in a place of peace over the last few years with all of the fear mongering that's happening with everything in the media, which I don't watch. So that's helpful. But like everything that's going on and swirling, the confusion, the chaos, everything that's going on in the world. And he reminded me of his word because his word is our truth. His word is the firm foundation that we build our lives on. And his word says he will keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on him. And that's the key. It's not even a secret. It's like written in the word of God, read it, apply it, live it. That when we keep our mind fixed on him, our eyes locked with his, our focus fixed on him, he keeps us in a place of perfect peace that it doesn't really matter what the world is looking like around us. He is going to keep us in that place of perfect peace. And I love back to the scripture that I partially quoted earlier where it says, do not be anxious for anything. It says, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and rule your mind in Christ Jesus. And I'm so thankful that peace is a fruit of the Spirit. We know the fruit of the Spirit that Galatians 5 talks about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. And we cultivate fruit of the Spirit, all those things that I just listed, that the world is desiring, that New Age tries to copy and mimic, that the whole trend of new age, that's a whole other conversation I could get into that I won't, but it's like the world is trying to manufacture what we can only have in God. And so peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. The Bible says that when we abide in him, we'll bear much fruit and that fruit, that spiritual fruit includes peace. And so what does abiding look like? Abiding looks like living your life surrendered to him. It looks like staying 
faithful in the word of God, not because it's what you should do as a quote unquote good Christian, but you want to read the word of God because it's life to you, because it's living and it's active. It's your daily bread. It is his Holy Spirit breathed God inspired word. And when we delve deep into the word of God and we know his word, we meditate on his word, we memorize his word, we are learning more about the character of who God is because the world has a million different versions of who God is. The world has a million different ideas of who God is. But if it doesn't line up with the scripture, it's not true. And so we have to know the truth because there's so much deception that's running rampant through the world right now. I've heard so many false teachings even recently that I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I'll have friends that will come to me and say, hey, what do you think about this or that? I'm like, doctrine of demons. Like the Bible talks about how in the last days, like there will be false teachers. And the Bible talks about doctrines of demons and how people will fall for those things. And it's it's a spirit of deception. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. And so the, the enemy wants us to veer off. And so it's so important that we stay on the straight and narrow path that leads to life. And that's only done by building our lives on the firm foundation of his word. And we can only do that if we read his word and know his word. And I feel like I say this probably in every episode, but if you have access to the written word of God, I encourage you to read it to read it. If you've never read the Word of God, I encourage you to start in the gospel books. Those are the first four books in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those are all about the new covenant. It's all about the life of Jesus. And that is where I encourage people to start. A lot of times people think they should start at the beginning of the Bible and read it straight through, but it's not like a novel like that. That's not how the Bible is written. It's actually comprised of 66 different books, and it's broken into two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And we live now under the New Covenant. And so it's so important that you read that because a lot of times people will start in the beginning and they will get hung up two or three books in when you get into Leviticus and Numbers. Great books to read. I believe in knowing and reading and applying the whole word of God, but that's just not the covenant we're under now. And so I encourage you, if you're going to start reading, to start in those books, and then one great resource, if you don't have a physical Bible or maybe you don't have access right away to one, I encourage you to order one. You can do that online. Several websites, christianbook.com. If you need help with that, reach out to me through social media. I would love to help you find a good Bible. But one good resource that's free is the YouVersion Bible app. And so on there, you can access so many different um, translations of the Bible, and you can access audio Bibles and topical studies and, and all sorts of fun things. So encourage you to do that and start today. Don't wait. Start rooting your life in the Word of God. That's so important. So that's one way we can abide. Another way that we can abide in the Lord is by spending time with Him. I talked about that kind of at the beginning, but spending time with Him. Throw on some worship music or don't. Sit with Him in silence. Sit with Him in the secret place. We talk about the secret place a lot, and I had talked about that at the beginning, about God drawing me back into that. And sometimes you know, I've been a Christian for a long time. So sometimes we say things and and it can sound like a foreign language if you're not used to Christianese is what I call it. And so their secret place really is that place of intimacy between you and your creator, you and him, where it's just the two of you. That's what the secret place means. And so that space and place that you carve out of your schedule, whether that means getting up early or finding time throughout the day or before you go to bed or all of the above to spend time where it's just you and him where you're sitting before him and saying, God, I'm here to meet with you. I want to know you more. 
I want you to reveal more of who you are. And one one scripture I love, because I love praying the scriptures, is that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And I love that because I want to be a woman who walks in heaven's wisdom. James talks about that. Heaven's wisdom. The book of James talks about that. I want to be a woman of wisdom and revelation, and I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to stand before him one day and recognize him and feel like I'm just finally face to face with the person that I've walked through this life with. And I have this beautiful picture hanging in my house and it's um, hanging in my bedroom actually. And it's a picture, it's called the first day of heaven. You guys can Google it and find it. And I found one that actually kind of looks like me, but it's this picture of this girl and she's just got her arms wrapped around Jesus and the delight and the joy on both of their faces and just the emotion that's in that picture. It's my favorite portrait. It's my favorite painting portrait depiction. I don't know what you want to call it that I've ever seen because I'm like, oh Lord, that's what my heart longs for. My heart longs for him, for that moment of meeting him face to face. And the beautiful thing is we can encounter him now. We can encounter his presence this side of eternity, but it's going to be different when you're face to face and you can actually see him. And I don't want to be one of those that he says in scripture, depart from me. I never knew you. I want to be so familiar with the sound of his voice. I want him to be so familiar with the sound of my voice that it's just like, ah, finally, I get to see you, but I've known you all along. And so intimacy with him, spending time in this secret place. And I encourage you, don't make it monotonous, like change it up. Sometimes I will go on car rides because my car serves as a sanctuary for me at times. Sometimes I go to the beach because I love watching the sunset at Lake Michigan. That's like... I've had so many intimate times with the Lord watching the sunset. That's like one of my favorite things or just in my home, in my living room or wherever. I've had a, I've had a lot of different places. So I just encourage you, don't, don't make it monotonous. Just find um, space and place for it. Another way you can abide in him is surrounding yourself with, and I'm just shooting off the cuff here. I have n- I had none of this like rehearsed or planned. It's just as, this is just what's stirring in my spirit. But another way that you can abide in him is surrounding yourself with good, solid Christian community. I cannot emphasize that enough, how important it is that we have solid Christian community. I have, uh, personally, I have an accountability slash prayer partner. Like that girl is my go-to. If you ever want to know the dirt on me, (laughs) the, the whatever, the intricacies of my heart and my secrets, whatever, like you could interrogate her because she knows it all. I'm very, very transparent with her. So you've got to find someone that you trust who will speak the truth in love, who's not a, not like afraid to say you're wrong. <laughs> this is, you know, or, or point out a, a blind spot because we all have them. And so it's so important that we have people who are spirit-led, spirit-filled that we can go to and have those kind of relationships with. And we can go to on the hard days and say, I am struggling here's what I'm going through and they'll pray with you. And so I'm so thankful for that. But then I also have others that are maybe not like so close, but they're just solid Christian community that I know when I get together with them, I don't have to worry about just being in an environment that's ungodly and unholy. Like I know when I'm with them, it's going to be life-giving. It's going to be sharpening. We're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about the word. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh together. Like everything doesn't always have to be super spiritual, but like I know when I'm with them, I'm in good company because the Bible says 
bad company corrupts good character. And obviously we cannot completely remove ourselves from the world, but as far as fellowship goes and like our friend circle, that's so important that we have people who are chasing as hard after God as we are, who are running after him, who value living a holy set apart life. And so I love that. But I also say that with a disclaimer of like, we have to be people who bring good things to the table too, because there's a scripture somebody had shared with me before, and I think it's in Proverbs. And it talks about like, when you want to have friends, like you have to be a good friend too. And I'm so JRVing that Janice Regal version with that scripture. But like, we have to be people who bring something to the table too. And obviously there's seasons of life where maybe we don't have as much to offer. I'm not talking about that. But in general, like, what are you bringing to the table? I think that's so important that we remember that we have things of value within us too. And it's important that we are seeking after the Lord and that when we come around people that we're bringing good things, that it's not just gossip and slander and works of the flesh, jealousy, all of that. I'm getting ready to have a bestie retreat next weekend, which I'm so excited about. Y'all can be praying about that. (coughs) Excuse me. But like the first night I'm going to be talking about being a bestie and I'll actually read it to you guys what the Lord gave me. Because if you follow me on social media or anything at all, you probably have heard me say that, hey, hey, bestie, like everybody's my bestie. I just love people, okay? And so I was in Nashville last year and I was just asking the Lord, like, Lord, what, what is a bestie? Like, obviously a best friend, someone you love, like whatever. And I was asking the Lord that and he, I just felt prompted to open my notes in my phone and my thumbs just started going, writing down what a bestie is. So I actually had these printed on these really pretty, I designed them because I enjoy doing things like that. But I am printed off these like little posters and it says a bestie is a bestie. Okay. It says a bestie brings out the best in herself and those around her. You can apply this. If you're a man, you can apply this the other way, but this is just what I wrote. She is confident in her calling, secure in her identity, growing in the truth, standing on a firm foundation, made for more, created with a purpose, designed for destiny. She does not compare or compete. She invites others to the table. She relies on the faithfulness of God. Her steps are unhindered. She builds others up. She speaks with wisdom. Faithful instruction is on her lips. She laughs without fear of the future. She stewards her gifts well. Her voice is unmuzzled. She is making a difference in this world in a way that only she can. And that is so my heart for women, especially because that's my ministry, namely is, is women's ministry, at least at this point. And that is so my heart to see women in the body of Christ rise up to do away with the comparison, the jealousy. I saw so much of that when I first became a Christian and it, it bothered me from, from the beginning where I was like, I don't understand why we're competing with each other. I don't understand how we're one way to each other's face and another way behind each other's back. And it, and it bothered me. It's those kind of things still bother me. And I want to be someone who sees the golden others, who champions the woman beside me, because when you win, it's not my loss because ultimately every win is for the kingdom. It's to advance the kingdom of God. And we have to keep our focus off ourselves and onto him. And so when we get into jealousy and all those things that the enemy really loves to throw at us because when we operate in those things, we'll destroy ourselves. 
we get in those things. Those are works of the flesh. The Bible talks about that in the book of Galatians. It talks about the fruit of the spirit. But right before that, it talks about the works of the flesh. I encourage you to go study those. That's again, in Galatians five, it talks about the works of the flesh and jealousy is one of those. And that is one that I see so much in the body of Christ, especially with women. I'm sure it's with men too, but I'm faced more with relationships with women. And so if we just did these things, oh my gosh, what a difference it would make. And I know it will because I've seen it. I have been so surrounded by amazing women of God who truly are on the battlefield with each other, warring against the right enemy, which is not each other. It's the enemy of our souls. It's the devourer, the father of lies. And I had had this vision. I know I've shared it before, but I feel led to share it again. It was two battle scenes. And this was just like during prayer time or whatever, worship, I saw these two scenes and it was two battle scenes. And in the first one, you had everyone with their armor on, but they were misusing their armor. I saw people with their shields and they weren't up like they should be, which we know the shield of faith extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy. So if it's not upright, those fiery darts are getting passed and they're hitting you. I saw the swords being used to slice one another, to injure one another, and just this whole battle scene of how everybody that was on the battlefield was facing one another and they weren't facing forward where the actual enemy really was. And then it flipped. The scene like flipped in, in my um in the vision and it and I saw all of these people lined up, fully suited in the full armor of God that Ephesians six talks about. And they were facing the battlefield and they were ready, fully armored, because we know that the Bible says that if we have the full armor of God and we're wearing it and we're using it appropriately, that we will be able to withstand all the wiles of the enemy. So if you've been struggling against the enemy, put on the full armor, study that, meditate on it. And I saw how detrimental that was to the enemy's camp. And I've seen it in real life too. I've seen where women have devoured one another and been in those places of competition and comparison and slander and gossip and all those things and how that's destroyed relationships and people. And then I've also seen healthy, godly, beautiful kingdom relationships where the women are doing it right. Because a lot of times we talk about what what the church is doing wrong, but sometimes we need to talk about what the church does right. And I've seen it done right, where women are fully armored, suited up, facing the battlefield, running full force, because we know the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And that means that we can take those gates by force. It doesn't mean that we're defensive. That's actually an offensive scripture that we have the right to move forward. And um, I have so many thoughts right now. I'm going to, I'm going to park it on that. How important it is that we're fully suited up in the full armor that we are doing what God intended us to do as far as spiritual warfare goes, as far as prayer goes, as far as our interactions with each other. The Bible says to encourage one another, to let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is useful for building others up that may impart grace to those who hear it. That's a word for me too, because I don't always get it right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm like, hands up, like, 
If you know me, I talk 100 miles an hour, and I actually had a friend, shout out if she's listening to Tati, I love you. She asked me if I record my podcast in uh, in like uh, 1.5 or 2.0 mode, and I was like, nope, that's just how I talk. I just, I talk 100 miles an hour, and so I pray over myself. Often, Lord, set a guard over my mouth. Let what I speak be pleasing to you. Let my speech be full of grace, seasoned with salt. Like I want to be a woman who speaks life and blessings, not death and curses. Do I always get it right? Absolutely not. No one, no one does. But all of that starts with our heart because we know the Bible says that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so if you want to know what your heart is full of, pay attention to what's coming out of your mouth. Pay attention to what's coming out of your mouth. And again, the Bible says, let no corrupt speech come out of your mouth. And so that all starts with the heart. And that all goes back to the secret place of being with the Lord and saying, God, purify my heart, create in me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me, restore to me the joy of my salvation, purify me, God. And that's not a one-time thing. I think that that's something maybe we need to be reminded of. That it's not a one-time thing. Come to Jesus and all is well. Like it's a main, it's, it's like heart maintenance. It's an ongoing thing because we live in a fallen world and we're constantly surrounded by things that trip us up, that pollute our hearts. But it's so important that we're staying steady in the secret place and that we're staying intentional in those places. So I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast out in prayer. Y'all can be praying for me still. Because I am still having this stupid cough, but I'm believing that by his stripes I am healed in Jesus' name and declaring life and uh, healing over myself. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Would love to connect with you guys through social media. You can find me at The Journey with Janice on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the things. And then my journeywithjanice.com website. You can visit that. And there's all sorts of blogs. I just put a new one up a few days ago, which is so like... Oh, my heart in this season and it's called release and letting go you can check that out I've been getting a lot of good feedback on that and just trusting that it's really ministering to people's heart in this hour so I'm gonna go ahead and pray father God thank you so much for this episode God I thank you for every single listener who will tune in God I pray that they would find themselves in the secret place with you more and more God I thank you God that you pull us back into that place of intimacy with you, God. I pray, God, that every person on here will hear your voice clearly, God, that they will fall more in love with you, that they will delve into your word, God, that you would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, God, that as they dive into your word, God, that you would reveal more of who you are. God, I break off any stagnancy, complacency, apathy, every spirit of slumber, I command that to go in Jesus' name. God, I pray that we would be people who abide in you. God, that we would bear much fruit because your word says that we are called to bear much fruit, God, for your glory. So God, I ask that you would do that in our lives, Lord, that you would create clean hearts inside of us, that we would be people who champion and encourage those around us, that we would be people who bring good things to the table, people who are just head over heels in love with you, people who truly know you. In Jesus' name, amen.